As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldrich Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Here we are, locked in. Locked and loaded for another episode of the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. Eardrums primed and ready to receive thine humor. Awesome. Awesome is what I have to say about that. I also have to say that I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Okay? I hope you had a good day on Thanksgiving. I I hope it was full of thanks and it was full of receiving. And maybe some giving too, right? Um, yeah, interesting holiday Thanksgiving is, right? Interesting holiday. Uh, what was the deal with it, guys? I mean, what was the deal with the original Thanksgiving? Wasn't it something about the pilgrims, uh, celebrating with the Indians? Um, I, I, I forget what, I, I. Wasn't it, wasn't it, what was it, was it like, thanks for giving me your land? What, what, I forget what that whole thing was originally, but I like, I like where, what it represents now. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't fully understand the, the origin, um, but I do understand that it's a nice time to be with friends and family, and I hope that that's, I hope that that's what it was for you. Um, yeah. So here we are, right? I got a new, I got a new microphone, a new apparatus on Black Friday, otherwise known as African American Friday. I got it uh, at Best Buy because my old blue Yeti mic was starting to malfunction. So I've actually been recording my last few episodes on my iPhone, believe it or not. And now I'm sure you guys can tell the superb boost in sound quality. I've got this thing is a jet black very spiffy looking apparatus I'm jazzed I'm very jazzed in fact I I could probably record some jazz on it if I had a couple instruments and uh, wanted to do some scat you know some scat singing for you let's get up for the scat anybody here know how to scat you got anybody into scatting a little bit of scat you know maybe some tap dance huh get a little bit of tap dance going for the viewers Maybe I could do some sound effect. That's just, uh, that's, that's some low quality sound effects right there. That's fingers on the stool, right? Oh, so yeah, hopefully uh, Thanksgiving went well. I don't have a guest today, guys. I know that you're probably sad. I, I, I imagine that you were thoroughly entertained uh, by my girlfriend joining the podcast last week i was very entertained i had my parents listen to much of the podcast not all of it we didn't i didn't expose them to the masturbation in hostels uh part of the podcast however they did listen to our banter jessica and myself going back and forth and they were cracking up uh my mom's met her my dad is not yet he's excited to meet her um when the time is right if if we're able to weather our storms right uh, Jessica is passed out in the other room right now, out like a, what's an analogy for somebody who's uh, hibernating, basically. 
she's sleeping right now and uh, very cute. Got to see her for the first time today in a week because we were both home for Thanksgiving and it was very great to see my girlfriend, guys. All right, I hope that you're reuniting with your loved ones or if you don't have any uh, significant others, that's fine. Whether it's by choice or it's not, if it's not by choice, it's just not meant to be yet. So don't lose hope, guys, you know. Uh, and females and transgenders, uh, you know, I, I, love is out there, guys. Love is, it exists, gosh dang it. Love freaking exists. We're going to talk about a book called The Languages of Love later in this podcast today that my friends told me about and I'm excited. But first, let's get started with the pew, pew, pew. I don't know why I just did that sound effect, but the, the worldly updates. Right? Got to start off with our normal, you know, you get, it's about having rhythm and, uh, you know, some, some sort of a structure. All right? You know, something to expect for the viewers, something that people can say, oh, yeah, I, this is why I turn it on. I, I want to hear about what's going on in the world from my gold droid. Uh, let me just say this much, guys. When I was home, I started to watch the news with my parents. And I'm not going to lie, I got scared and I turned it off. Uh, the network that we were watching was CNN. And I was getting very nervous with uh, some of the things that are going on in the world. The global warming conversation. You know, people that are getting hired and fired, Supreme Court justice, having uh, existing battles with Donald Trump, him threatening to shut down the government if we if we don't build the wall. Uh, I'm nervous, guys. I, I, I prefer to just turn it off and, and, and sweep it under the rug. You know, the best way to handle your problems is to ignore them, you know what I mean? <laughs> just... Uh, if you find a lump in front, you know, if you find a little lump in your armpit, you know what? Just uh, just ignore it until it goes away, right? Right? That's what I did with the telephone or the news stories. I, I watched it. I got nervous and I changed the channel. The Jimmy Fallon monologue updates. Uh, no, it, it was fun. I watched the history of comedy. CNN, actually. My mom was very nice. She recorded uh, several episodes of the history of comedy. Uh, so I watched one of those with her. It was fun. It was, it was a great bonding moment with my mother watching uh, how so, so many comedians have died from drug overdoses. That was a really, just a warm Thanksgiving moment to have with my mom. Um, yeah, it is an interesting phenomenon, isn't it, guys? How some of our favorites, like Robin Williams, uh, a lot of these guys, it's just like, how, how, how does it end up? How does it end up like that sometimes? It can be scary, but let me just tell you guys something. I'm not scared. I'm not scared of pursuing my dreams and, oh, you know, ooh, what about these comedians and actors that, uh, you know, they end up unhappy and, well, guess what? They're human beings like everybody else, and I'm not going to let that scare me. You know why? Because fear is not a factor. You know what I mean? All right, let's move on from that. Uh, so yeah, I don't really have too much about what's, uh, regarding the, the worldly updates, I, 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 like I said, I turned the TV off, but I don't know if you guys caught Saturday Night Live, uh, recently when Steve Carell, Steve Carell hosted Mr. Evan Almighty. I, I have not watched Saturday Night Live recently. I still got to finish the episode, um, that, um, 
what's his face? I freaking talked about it a few weeks ago. Anyway, I got to finish a couple episodes. I've seen bits and pieces. I did see one sketch from Evan Almighty, and that was the Amazon sketch, which I like. You know, Amazon's very relevant. We talked about it last week. You guys got to hear my lovely, my lovely girlfriend's take on on Amazon. So, um, that was a funny sketch. It was fun. You know, you know, making fun of his competition with Trump and trying to outdo his territory. You know, it's like, oh, this guy, this guy's Richard on Trump. You know, making fun of Trump through him. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? It's like, ooh. If you guys haven't seen that sketch, you have no idea what I'm talking about right now. But it's about Jeff, uh, the uh, founder of uh, Amazon. Apparently, he's uh, a very rich man, which. Some people are boycotting Amazon. They're, they think that it's like a monopoly and that this rich guy, you know, that he's um, being um, abusing his power over the years. I don't know. I don't, I don't have any facts. Uh, but you know what? Some rich guy abusing his power? I mean, <laughs> what? I don't understand. Like, why? How does that happen? Uh, that's the foreign concept. Guys, I'm not saying all rich people do that, but... Come on, is that surprising? If if it is true, I, I it's a sad it's a sad thing and it's not okay. But all right, just if you ever get rich, guys, you, you don't have to live up to stereotypes. Is what I'm trying to say. If you ever get rich, don't be a dick. It's a choice. Also, if you get famous, don't die of a drug overdose. Don't do drugs. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to feel like you have to fit some paradigm mold. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean. All right, um, and when I say that, I want to. I want to not sound like I don't have. I I I am not apathetic toward people that die die of a drug overdose. I'm not blaming them. I I do think that uh, you know doing drugs is a choice, and uh, there's a reason why we grow up learning not to do them. Um, but you know, I I do have a. It doesn't make me hurt less when one of them, one of our favorites, passes away. That's, it's always a tragedy. It's always sad, and in no way am I downplaying the significance of, uh, you know, when we lose somebody to to that battle. So, even if it's not a celebrity, anybody that we love, it's, it's horrendous. Dr drugs can can, you know, can really do some serious damage. So think twice, guys. You know. Um, all right. So, yeah, I, have you guys been paying attention lately to Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande trying to continue to show each other how much they don't care? Like it's some kind of a competition about who cares the less. I mean, I'm honestly sick of it. It's like a, it's like middle school watching, watching them cover up their tattoos and then put out stuff that pretends and showcases how good they are. It's like, if you guys cared about each other one month ago, how can you hate each other so much a month later? You know, like, stop, like, trying to up the ante on showing how much you don't give a shit about each other. You obviously care about each other, you idiots. Freaking make up already and have intercourse and get married. Stop covering up your tattoos. Stop doing all this bullshit, you know. Ariana Grande... You love Pete Davidson. He's got the BDE, as you say. Pete Davidson, you love Ariana Grande. Stop acting like you don't. Just get back together and quit bullshitting already before you give me a heart attack. Spank you very much. All right? All righty then.
All right, so that's my update on that. We talked about Saturday Night Live, a little bit about Amazon. You know, not not needing to overcook the Amazon dish here. You know what I mean? No pun intended, but we did a good thing on it last week. I don't need to overdo it. You know what I mean? Talked about Trump and, you know, talked about uh, some of these scary things that are going on in the news. Oh, my gosh. Scary stuff, guys. You know what I mean? But if you if you don't think about it and, and you're not aware of it, does, does it actually exist? I mean, if, if a tree falls in the woods, guys, does it actually make a sound if no one's around? Because I feel that way about politics. If, if I don't pay attention, it doesn't exist. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, just, you just sweep it under the rug. You know what I mean? Global warming doesn't matter if I don't educate myself on it. You know what I mean? That's like I think that's how Trump actually views it. That's scary. I think I, I do not. All right, let's move on. I do not want to be like that mindset of, hey, out of sight, out of mind. Oh, Climate change doesn't matter. Okay, whatever. All right, let's move on, guys. Let's not get too political. Just dabble in it. Just, just tease. You know, get a little bit of tease for you. Um, have you guys seen any movies? Did you Did you go to the movies over um, Thanksgiving break? Because I did. I saw two movies with my parents. Very exciting stuff. When I was back home in St. Louis, I saw A Star Is Born with Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, goo goo, gaga. That is Tony Bennett's favorite, favorite person on earth, I think. Every time I see Tony Bennett, oh, Lady Gaga, you know, she's just a real talented lady. She's really going to go big and do big things, you know. Uh, one, two, three, and. That's my impression of, uh, you know, Tony Bennett before he uh, plays a song. That's his banter. He'll banter about how much he loves Lady Gaga. And you know what? I'm not making fun of him. I agree that she's awesome. I think Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett uh, he is awesome. My parents saw him at the Fox in St. Louis, uh, and if I'm not mistaken, he was doing something at that jazz club called Coca-Cola up by Columbus Circle on TV a few years back. Maybe that's where he was when he was talking about the Gogs. Uh, Lady Gaga had and maybe still has some like super super expensive uh penthouse type suite uh on the corner of central park on the south side uh, actually near the coca-cola place i hear uh, i think her rent is like thirty thousand dollars a month so yeah that's always good you know <laughs> that money could not go to better use guys you know what i mean it could not go to better use uh but she is very talented her and um I'm drawing a blank on the actor. You know, Hangover Hangover guy. He produced the movie. He was this lead role, the lead male role. Um, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Pitt? No, Bradley Cooper. Uh, so, yeah, it was a great movie. Uh, sad. I, I, my, my, my gut was, was being, like, torqued twer the whole time because I knew something was coming, and I just want to say... It was a dramatic piece, and uh, they both did really well, and uh, it reminded me of uh, myself and, and Jessica, maybe. I don't know, you know? I, I, uh, we were in a fight. I think, I think I told you guys about it, but when she came out to see me perform at uh, the, the Bowery House show uh, last week, uh, she was actually in the movie... We were fighting, so she went to the movies because she didn't want to see me. 
and she left the movie to come see my show and when I when she got to my show I said oh did you leave the movie because like it made you think of us you know what I mean and it made you sad and it made you realize that you wanted to make up and she's like oh no I, w I was looking for stuff in my purse the whole time and uh, I, I missed uh, a lot of the movie so I just left <laughs> doesn't surprise you guys right very cute gal very cute gal the marvelous Mrs. Maisel the difference is, is I will not cheat on her so we don't have to worry about uh, you know we don't have to worry about uh, me falling off the edge because I will not be a, a jerk alright I will not be a jerk uh, did you guys see Creed 2? Michael B. Jordan and Michael Sylvester Stallone. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Philly's great. You know, nice to have uh, you know Creed 2 come out uh, the year that the Philadelphia Eag Daddies won the Super Bowl. So I'm sure that Michael B. Jordan, uh, you know, I don't know if he's an Eagles fan or not, but let's... Let's give it up. The Eagles are sucking right now. Apparently Nick Foles is not on the team. St. Nick Foles, unfortunately. How about St. Nick Cage? You think you guys think Nicolas Cage will become Santa when he gets older? St. Nicholas Cage? I don't know. St. Nicholas Claus. Alright. Um, what did I, I, I was on the plane today flying back from St. Louis. I watched Friday Nights for Friday Night Lights for a little bit. That's not a new movie at all, and I've seen it several times. And as soon as the music started playing, I got a boner. I love that music. In fact, I don't know if I told you guys this before, but my highest played YouTube video is me playing Friday Night Lights with my buddy Paul Paul Stimmerman. Uh, Eighteen thousand views, uh, and we were not trying to do anything that fancy it's really crazy but 18,000 views tons of comments a lot of people liked it I don't even know how to direct you guys toward the link but there it's a, an ovation guitar and it's just the camera's like on my fingers as I'm playing it's not even a, it's the worst it's terrible quality you can't see our faces you can hear Paul's voice you know we could do a voice test to prove that is us uh, it's under Simo Runner I think Simo Runner is his was his account when he uploaded, but I got to see him this weekend. I'm going to talk about that later. Uh, let's finish the movie conversation though. Friday Night Lights again, boner slash uh, needing to take a dump because it makes me feel. I feel when I watch that movie, right? Uh, another update. I oh, did you guys see? Um, did you guys see Fantastic Beasts two? J.K. Rowling's Fantastic Beasts. I did go. I, I watched that actually yesterday, and it was it was fun. I was very tired from going out two nights in a row with my friends on comedy binges and good times. But I will say that uh, I wore my Hufflepuff shirt because I am House Hufflepuff. What house are you in, guys? Did you take the J.K. Rowling test on her website called Pottermore.com? Because if you didn't, you need it. Type that in right now and freaking let the sorting hat decide what house you're in based on your the test that you take and uh, figure out what wand you have and uh, don't talk to me until you tell me what house you're in, okay? Because I'm a Hufflepuff, mother effer. I'm a freaking Hufflepuff. 
and I'm a proud Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff is the house with the least number of dark wizards that come from it. Does that make it boring? Do you guys like me less? Feeling like, ah, oh, Mike's a square. He, he, he was talking about not doing drugs earlier, and now he's a Hufflepuff? I mean, this dude is boring. What's, what's his deal? What in the heaven is this guy's deal? Freaking Hufflepuff Mike Oldroyd. Well, I'll tell you something. I am, I am Dumbledore's apprentice. I am Albus Dumbledore's apprentice. I am comedy lord, right? I wonder what, if you re, if you rearrange the the, the letters of uh, Lord Voldemort's name, you get Tom Riddle. What what if you rearrange Dumbledore? You know what I mean? I wanna I wanna know what Dumbledore's name is when you rearrange the letters. In fact, I'm gonna. I'm going to do an anagram. That's going to be put on my to-do list is rearrange the letters of Albus Dumbledore and see what letters come up. Because when you rearrange the letters of my name, you guys have already, you all, you all know the great and wonderful combinations that come in my name. So I don't need to toot my own horn again, but I do think that the cool combinations in my name lead me to believe that I am none other than the son of Albus Dumbledore. All right. Um, my dad's like, who in the heck is Albus Dumbledore? All right. Um, actually, he did come with me to the show. Uh, anyway, Dumbledore was played by Jude Law. Oh, freaking awesome. Jude did a tremendous job playing, uh, uh Dumbledore as a younger version than the Dumbledore that we know. And if they ever do, like, an even further back in time Dumbledore, I can play that. You know, like when Dumbledore was in college? Yeah. Okay, cool, thanks. <coughs> anyway, only a couple more updates in the world of comedy before I move on to my stuff. Uh, Brian Regan got a Netflix sketch comedy show. Did you guys see that? You guys know Brian Regan, one of my favorites? He's one of those clean comedians. Him and um, J Jim Gaffigan I've always seen in the same category as far as really funny, clean, family-oriented and uh, just fun to watch. Silly, a little silly. You know, good good comedians to model thine self after in some ways. Um, I like them both a lot, and I'm happy for Brian Regan. I s found out about it when I was watching Jimmy Fallon on Thanksgiving with my mom, with my mama. And we were watching Jimmy Fallon's Thanksgiving episode. A little weird. They had uh, Jerry Seinfeld come out and do the monologue while Jimmy Fallon ate turkey. So... Didn't really get that, but um, he was a fun guest to have on. Seinfeld talked about, I guess Seinfeld kind of helped uh, Brian Regan unlock that door with Netflix. And uh, it's cool. I'm excited. You know, I, I've seen Brian Regan perform. I saw him in Columbia, Missouri at the Missouri Theater. It's uh, the biggest theater in Columbia, Missouri. It's a very nice theater. Uh, it actually opened its doors while I was in college. So it's a newer theater, uh, double-decker. Brian Regan uh, did great. I, I went with my ex-girlfriend at the time, and uh, I told her that I will be uh, performing there someday, which I haven't yet, but I will by Zeus. All right? I will. Uh, and I, I plan to do everything in my power to... Enrich the comedy community, uh, enrich the world with humor, and do do comedy shows at double deckers all the time. You know, 
I want to do comedy shows at Double Deckers. Double Deckers. Alright. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty much that. Seinfeld is doing a residency at the Beacon Theater soon. I'm trying to uh, reserve some tickets to that. Take, to my, take my chick to Seinfeld in the Upper West Side at the Beacon. If you guys want to go, hit me up. You know, Maybe we could grab a drink or something. Maybe a coffee. I don't know. Maybe a hot dog. Cool. So moving on from the world updates and worldly comedy updates into my personal comedy updates you know the michael oldroid journey let's let's take you guys in and talk about the latest in my journey so as you know i went home oh by the way i've been making uh i've been starting to make a little bit of money doing stand-up now you know people are starting to kind of throw me you know throw me a little cash here and there when i do uh, when i do shows so that's always good right i mean i i have made i i am a professional i mean i you know i've made thousands of dollars doing comedy over the years uh, i was actually making money right off the back but you know it's a long uh process and i've done a lot of comedy i've gotten paid for some comedy i've done a lot of comedy for no pay to get better to hone to make the connections and i've also paid it to do comedy i mean when i moved to new york there's a lot of open mics here that, that you actually have to pay to get on stage so I love comedy so much that I've actually paid. But anyway, it's it. What what is the what is the value to you at the end of the day? That's that's how you make that decision. Some people be like, dude, are you kidding? You're you're paying to do an open mic. Well, guess what? <laughs> when 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 money's not a factor, who cares, right? I mean, it's like that's not true. Money is a factor for me. I am living off money that I've saved up as I go balls to the freaking wall right now with comedy. So. Every second counts, every dollar counts, every blank, you know. I mean, guys, I'm putting it all on the line here, you know. Uh, it's uh, get rich or die trying, eh? Eh? you know what I mean? You know, when, you, when you make jokes about how, like, uh, you, you downplay, like, the importance of what's going on. All right. Um, what else? The Bowery House. Uh, I had my weekly show there tonight. I had a weird thing happen there tonight, guys. I had a real weird thing. Uh, I put my ego aside and I did not allow a situation to um, uh, take its natural form because I wanted to remain professional. I was setting up for my show and uh, as I was setting up for a show, uh, somebody started yelling at me, basically calling me a, uh, a jerk uh, apparently he stays at this hostel every week and uh, basically he told me that he, he's a paying customer and that he doesn't want to see my comedy show it's a distraction because they have to turn off the TV when I perform and he says that that's an inconvenience for him so I uh, the way he was talking to me was extremely disrespectful I'm not even going to get into the whole thing but what I will say is um as a representative of the Bowery House, I remained calm. I didn't talk back at him. And there was a very small crowd there tonight, so I chose to refrain from confrontation. I chose to refrain from speaking my mind in that moment. Again, as a professional, as a representative of a different company. Um, and I, I also chose that in that night, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and walk away from that situation. I'm going to let the, the gentleman, well, he's not a gentleman, but I will let this person have his way. 
and um, and then you know work with management to, to address kind of what had happened to avoid any type of public backlash um, and all I can say is this if I wasn't in a professional setting um, I would have thrown him out of the window onto the street from a three-story building for being that disrespectful um, but guess what instead I said I forgive you go to heaven right that's my that's my uh, Nick Cage, uh, whatever you want to call it. So, um, you know, that's how we do. You know, you got to be a bigger man every once in a while. You got to throw the ego out the window. You know what I mean? <laughs> Egos are not good anyway. Egos are a, are a bad thing. There, there is a, there's a difference between having an ego and self-respect. Uh, never let anybody um, uh, push around your self-respect but there is a difference where you have to separate the ego out. There's, there's a clear distinction between self-respect um, and ego. And I'll, I'll give, I'll give you an example. The ego would have, my ego wanted to throw him out the window. Um, but my self-respect, uh, I didn't, I didn't uh, interact with him. But I, uh, he, he, uh, he, he said. Oh, thanks. Uh, I can tell that you want to apologize, and my self-respect drew the line there, as in, no, I, I'm not sorry. I, I didn't apologize, and he said, no, I, I can tell that you're. That's what you're thinking. That that's what you want to do. You know, a huge just egotistical prick is what this guy was. And I, I respectfully said, no, that's that's not what I was thinking. I was. I'm not interested in in apologizing, and that is not what I was thinking. You know, and I, I left. Um, and I think that's where you draw the difference, right? I'm not going to, uh, uh, anyway, you guys weren't there, so you probably have no idea what I'm talking about, and I sh could potentially just um, omit this from the podcast. I'm looking at my sack right now, and it's, uh, it's kind of, you know, it's like a, what do they call it, a camel toe or whatever, uh, on these, uh, gingerbread boxers that I have, so that's fun. That's a lot of fun, gingerbread, you know. Christ masses on its way. The holidays are here, guys. Are you excited? Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, so we... Did you guys do anything for Black Friday? And, and today's Cyber Monday, actually. So did you did you do anything for either of those? Um, I, I personally want to get a Spartan helmet off Amazon. I checked. It's not... It's not there's no sale for Cyber Monday. It's bullshit. I'm freaking... I am pissed off that the Spartan helmet isn't on fucking sale. You know? All right. Anyway, just kidding with you. You guys doing anything special for the holidays? It's that time of the year. You, you can feel it in the air. We got, you know, New York. Uh, the Christmas tree downstairs is all, like, it's like a 30-foot high Christmas tree uh, in our building in the, in the lobby. I think they have, I think the Rockefeller Center, um... Christmas tree is up. I saw that they were setting up before I before I left to go home for Thanksgiving. So I might go up there and take a gander at that. You know, maybe take a gander. Maybe dress up like my like the elf that I did last year for for Christmas. I don't know if you guys remember about myself and Brian Patrick Kelly. Uh, I dressed up like the elf and uh, we went to St. Patrick's Cathedral. Did the news interview. Went to SantaCon last year. We both dressed up as elves on a different day. That was a lot of fun. We might do that again. Um, 
walked around on Christmas Eve at uh, Grand Central Station uh, asking uh, if I could get tickets to the Polar Express. That was a lot of fun, you know. Got got interviewed uh, last year when we went to SantaCon by one of those uh, one of the one of the New York newspapers. I don't even remember which one, but feel free to Google it, you know. Feel free to Google Michael Droid SantaCon. It'll come up. Um, holidays in Old York City. You guys uh, celebrate Christmas? Do you, do you celebrate Chanukah? Do you celebrate Gawanza? Do you celebrate, um, I don't know. What do you celebrate, you freaking bozo? I don't, I don't know. What, I, I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. What I am trying to say is I got to see a lot of my friends while I was back home. And that was awesome. We went to St. Charles, actually. So Friday, uh, I did a I did an open mic at Helium on Wednesday. My dad came to see that. Very wonderful stuff. Uh, my dad is uh, seventy. He was born in nineteen forty six. So I mean, seventy two now. And he came. Uh, he came to watch. Uh, he came to pick me up from the airport on Wednesday last week. And we went to Helium. And uh, I was able to get on stage there, meet some nice comics. Of course, my dad, I'm in the green room, and I hear one of the female comedians go, some, some old man out there stood up and screamed, I'm 73, or something like that, you know? And, uh, you know, I was like, oh, gosh, I didn't even admit, right, that that was my dad. But when I got on stage, I, my dad was heckling me. So, of course, I said, Dad, I heard you've been misbehaving out here. <laughs> You know, uh, but we had a lot of fun. It was great to see him. He 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 told me, I'm not I'm not bullshitting you guys. He said he's proud of me. He said he thought I was freaking funny. Can you believe that? I'll be darned. I will be freaking darned. I'll be darned to heaven. Is what I will be. Eh. Uh, it was great to have him there. We got a a good picture put up on Facebook. It got like 93 likes. No big deal. You know what I mean? Hey. Who doesn't like Facebook likes? Let me let me just be. I just want to say thanks for the Facebook likes, guys. I want I want to say thank you for the Instagram likes and the Facebook lives, likes and and the reshares. You know, I mean the retweets. You know, I mean come on. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna pretend to be cool, and pretend that I don't care. I notice those. All right. I masturbate to the likes that I get. So thank you. Thank you for that. Um. We went to St. Charles Friday night. I met my buddy Austin Huff. You guys have heard him. He's been on the podcast twice, actually. He's been a guest two separate times. He works for ESPN Radio. He's doing really well. He's back in St. Louis. Remember, he was in L.A. for a while. He's a big Dodgers fan. And uh, Austin Huff has had his first drink of alcohol, guys. You know? So we got to dabble. Uh, we were going to meet at this this candy shop where they have this clean open mic and the guy who told me about it got the wrong day it's the third Friday of every month or whatever so I it wasn't going on for whatever reason that night me and Austin Huff show up and there's no show so it's in this candy shop so I I bought myself a cream soda and I ran my routine by Austin while we waited for the rest of our friends to come out you know Chris Blackerby came out he's been a guest on the podcast before you guys know him 
I already mentioned my friend Paul Stimmerman. So we all went out. We had a great time. St. Charles Main Street, if anyone's ever been to Missouri, old historic St. Charles Main Street is already really charming, really quaint. One of the coolest places, like real Lewis and Clark feel, you know, like old, old town, 1800s type charm to it, cobblestone type streets. And this entire place, the day after Thanksgiving, this whole Main Street was decorated with Christmas lights. So... You know what, this guy who, who led me there by mistake, I, w I just want to thank him, you know? His name is also Michael, and you know what? I believe that the Lord was working through him, you know? Because we show up and we got to see a true sampling of Christmas. It was truly a beautiful exercise and ability to, to, to hang out with my friends and, 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 and there was Christmas carolers guys I don't know why I'm doing that accent but there was Christmas carolers there was people actually dressed up walking down the street in like 1800s garbs and they were they were like going around with like accents like there were actors like committed though to the role of like living in the 1800s and like Christmas carols lights like, we're talking, like, warmth, guys. We're talking about something out of a movie. Like, it felt like I was in a Thomas Kincaid painting at night. So, like, he's the painter of light, so yeah, he doesn't really paint stuff at night unless there's lights coming out of the windows. And that's what it was, right? It was really, truly charming, awesome. I, while I was interacting with one of the ladies, I told her just now I just got the Christmas spirit, and she got so excited. It was truly... I got the Christmas spirit in that moment. And no no better time to get the Christmas spirit than the day after Thanksgiving so that you can fully maximize it for the, the, the longest amount of time possible for the holiday season. And again, if you're if you're not a Christian, um, you know, I'm not trying to alienate you from, from this. I mean I I celebrate Christmas. I, I that's how I was raised. Um, and you know if you don't celebrate Christmas, I mean, obviously, I'm you're missing out, okay? <laughs> yeah. No. Anyway, uh, what else? I talked about my family, my friends. Uh, I talked about my girlfriend. We, we, of course, got in fights while we were... Actually, that night, we got in a fight. Uh, we got in a fight that night. She got mad at me uh, because she helps me a lot, and... Uh, she said she's not going to keep helping me unless I pay her. And we got in a huge fight because I felt like it was disrespectful to do it that way. And there's some misinterpretation. But we have made up. We clarified our intentions and kind of what we meant by that night. Um, but if we're together next year, I want to take her to St. Charles Main Street during the Christmas holiday. Apparently they do it every night between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So it's not we. I don't know. Uh, it was so cool that I, I suggest everybody listening to this podcast right now books a flight to St. Louis and goes to St. Charles sometime between now and December 25th at night. If you don't do that, you're missing out, okay? That's a true, uh, that is a true advertisement there based on, um, I, I endorse them. I get nothing in return for that. I don't think the actors get paid for it either. I, I don't think that the people who dress up in Christmas Carol are getting paid. I think it truly is. It's like they love it the way I love comedy. You know what I mean? So, um, speaking of that, when I was when I was out with my friends, we were talking about relationships. Paul's married. Austin's married. 
Chris is in a serious relationship uh, long term. They live together. By the way, his house is awesome, guys. Uh, we worked hard at Sagacious, and uh, I'm proud of him. You know, uh, he's starting his own company right now, and uh, shout out to him for being awesome, supportive. I crashed at his place that night because I didn't want to drink and drive. You know what I mean? And uh, I got to sleep in his mansion, basically, surrounded by leaves and charm and just the Missouri love being in the air. So anyway, we were, we were, we were all talking, and my buddies were telling me about this book called The, F the Love Language or The Love Languages. There's like five love languages. And they told me that it's, uh, it's helped. It, it helps people's relationship, including theirs, and could help mine. Um, when you understand the, everybody has their own love language, right? I, I think that some people require touch to, to feel love. They need that, right? Some people need like positive or words of affirmation. Some people need acts of service or gifts. Um, so I found out what my, my language of love is and it is touch and positive after affirmations I like to be cuddled I like to cuddle I like to be big spoon sometimes and little spoon sometimes isn't it crazy that that and positive affirmations are what I require for a relationship I don't know why I'm telling you guys this I should be telling my girlfriend and guess what I've told her okay don't worry I've told her so I know hers and guess what? There's no there's no need for me to tell you what hers is. That just that's just uh, rude of you if you if you'd ask me. That's a little bit rude and unnecessary if you're like Mike. What's your girlfriend's love language? You know I'm gonna say. You know what? Why don't you go after yourself? All right. Do you want to know where her G spot is too? Why don't you go after yourself? All right. Um. Anyway, uh, my buddy Paul also wrote the book of Corinthians. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. It's in the Bible. Uh, it's also uh, a book of love. Uh, the, the book of Corinthians is all about love. I don't know if you guys have ever heard the verse, love is patient, love is kind. But every time I hear it, I get a boner. You hear me? Do you hear me? I get a boner when I hear 1 Corinthians verse 3 through 7. I think that's what it is. Ah, sorry if I. Anyway, I'm not mocking it. I, I actually the first time I already told you guys this. First time I heard that, I started crying. I, first time I heard verses three through seven in in the I think it's one Corinthians. Maybe it's two Corinthians. I don't know. There's two books of Corinthians. You fools. Um, another thing it says in the Bible is if you argue with a fool, you become a fool. So that's why I didn't argue with that freaking fool tonight at the Bowery House because I didn't want to become a fool. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Um, I already talked about how Paul and I have a video on YouTube. Uh, so that's pretty much... Guys, I think I'm pretty much done. You know, I'm going to keep it short and sweet today. I'm going to I'm gonna try and convince my girlfriend to come back. I know it wasn't as exciting without here making fun of me every time I'm talking. I apologize for not having Jessica on, but again, she's passed out right now. I don't want to, uh, you know, whatever. I have 40 minutes left. It's 11.20 p.m. I have 40 minutes left to, to make some 
Cyber Monday purchases. So I hope you guys got the thing. I'm gonna try maybe get a Roomba and name it the Droid. You know, is there a, a hey? I wonder if I could get like a, a a real Droid. You know what I mean? Oh, I forgot to talk about my show Saturday night. Let me let me talk about that and I'll let you guys go. Uh, my mom came out. It was awesome. I told my dad to stay home. No, he stayed home with the dog. Right? I'm just kidding. It would have been good to uh, have them both there, but uh, somebody's got to be with Coco, the cute little creature that we have, you know? Just an innocent ball of luff. Just just the Lord's light shining through Coco because she's just, she's a soothing, babbling brook. You know, she reminds me of the ocean or something. Just not, a, not an evil bone in her body. Just complete selfless love. She's got quite a bark. She's got quite a bark but no bite. You know, her bite is love. And I just want to, I just want to, you know, her, her teeth are white. I mean, it's it's just, you know, just a beautiful creature is what Coco is. So my dad stayed home with her. But my mom came out. Uh, a lot of my friends came out to support. Chris was there. Chris Blackerby came with his lovely lady. Um, Rebecca is her name. And, uh, you know, a bunch of our friends, Mark, uh, Tyler. I, I, I shouldn't just sit here and list off everybody. I, I do want to give a special shout-out to the Beto family, though. Um, yeah, I, it, was per, it was a performance at the Improv Shop in St. Louis. And, uh, you know, people did make a point to come. And it was very, it was a huge honor that the Beatos came out to perform. And I just want to remind you for a second who the Beatos are. Uh, in episode 48, I talked about Andy Beto. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember it. If you um, maybe go back and take a take a listen, or or not, I'll just explain the high level now. Um, one of my best friends, Caleb Medley, is number 48. I was number 48 at one point at Mizzou. My first time dressing out for Missouri football. I was number 48, and I've talked about that before. Andy Beto was number 48. Andy Beto was a Eureka football player that died uh, playing football in 1995 um, for our program, and he has always been a, a true representative of our program and, and something that we, uh, uh, you know, his legacy lives through our program. Um, we honor him uh, every year and his family. Uh, by presenting the Andy Beto Award at Homecoming. And the Beto family, uh, Bill and Gretchen, um, that's his parents. And um, they came to support me. They've always been very supportive. They're supportive uh, on social media. Um, they, they, they have an annual scholarship that they give out, the Andy Beto um, Scholarship Award. And I was honored. I had the privilege of receiving that from them when I was in high school and you know obviously it's tr not only tremendously appreciated but you know it pushed, it pushed me to want to it was one of the things that pushed me to want to do good with it you know and I, um, I think that uh, helping with healthcare and, and doing the stuff that we did in healthcare is something that they can know that you know that that investment or that that, that gift that they gave me helped me um, get to where I needed to go, you know, in being able to help healthcare for the years that I was in healthcare, and and now pursuing my dream, 
So their support is, is invaluable to me. Um, and uh, I just wanted to you know, give them a special shout out. And, you know, whether they hear this message or not, um, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dear topic to my heart. And um, go Eureka, right? Go Beto forever. So um, anyway, uh, you guys have been awesome. And uh, if we're going to have a good week, enjoy the holiday spirit. Get into it. Get into the freaking holiday spirit regardless of what holiday you celebrate or don't celebrate. Um, take care. Appreciate all you guys. And uh, God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. By the way.